What's going on, After Buzzers? You are watching the Frequency After Show, Season 1, Episode 1. We're talking serial killers and time travel. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I don't really know. We can't really dance to this. It's kind of yeah, a, no. kind of a sadder sway. tone. We'll just sway, just sway to it. Uh, what, what's up, everybody? Welcome to our newest after show, the Frequency After Show. We're talking the pilot episode tonight. Uh, I'm your lead host, Olivia Gabri, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the real underscore O underscore G. And I'm joined by my panel. Hey guys, I'm Gabriel Gonzalez. You can find me on Twitter at Double G on TV. Check my profile. I did an exclusive interview with singer-songwriter Abby Scott. All right, and uh, you should know me. And if you don't, I'm Chaos J K A O S J. You can find me on Twitter as Chaos J. You can find me on Instagram as Chaos underscore Oceans Thirty One Oceans Y. Cause your boy's so wavy. <laughs> Let's go. All that right, was the best intro I've heard right? in a long time. I need to step Thank up and introduce I know. myself. I gotta like switch up next week. <laughs> okay, so this show is probably the craziest show that I've seen in a long time. I love things that have so many twists and turns and have different, you know, storylines that contribute to, you know, the flow of the show. And this was exactly that. What was your initial thoughts? I mean, for me, uh, certainly there are a lot of jumps and they do it in a way that's uh, a lot quicker than I think a lot of shows that you're used to maybe flashbacks happening. So that was a little jarring to get a hang of when you're also trying to keep track of all these new characters are being introduced to. Mm -hmm. But overall, the premise and the storyline, I thought it was very interesting. And certainly that ending, I mean, like, okay, I'm in. I'm ready for it. What are you thinking? Okay, so... I went into this knowing that there was, for the, those of you that may or may not know, there was a movie back in 2000 that was released, and this is what this show was based off of. So I kind of went in with a few preconceived notions. Um, I had to get rid of those because they, they switched up a few things, uh, a lot of key points that we'll talk about later. But um, just right off, off the bat, I like the fact that this show is one of those shows where you can't just get up while the show's on and go get you some, go get you a drink. You can't go get a snack. Like if you miss a minute of this show, you're going to be like, wait, I don't understand what what's going on. They're in what year now? It so much stuff happens where you have to pay attention. And it's, it's, you know, I feel like lately there hasn't been shows that's done that where you're, you know, where it, it commands your attention the entire time. And this mm-hmm. one commands your attention the entire time. Cause constantly doing a lot of different things which obviously we're going to get into i don't want to spoil it yet but yeah i definitely like the fact that it is is keeping you on your toes definitely you cannot sleep on this or you'll have to start (laughs) it over again i just think the writing's amazing and it definitely made me excited to see what what this whole entire season has in store i do agree that it started pretty quickly i didn't expect all those bombs to drop right off the bat but that just means that there's even more to come exactly i definitely Definitely. agree because i felt like again based off of what i know from the movie all the different like you said all the different bombs they're just like bam 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 they're just constantly hitting us and i'm like wait you're giving away everything like you still got a whole season left which means 
like you just it's said, it's just going to get crazy. Yeah. But I think that's great because if you watch the movie, well, you want something new out of it. And what I like is it's such a great departure. Obviously, in the movie, you had a father and a son. This time, you know, Raimi, Peyton Liss is a girl. So there's that dynamic going on. And certainly, they condensed it. If you've seen the film, essentially it ends. They killed the same person, you know, past and present. I doubt this is going to go that way because they've already had so many <laughs> twists for the pilot episode. But it's going to be interesting to see now how do these characters grow. Because certainly I think if you haven't seen the film, you are completely going into this fresh and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I mean, You do not need to watch. I'm sorry. You don't need to watch the movie to yeah. get what's going on in the show. Matter of fact, I would say don't even watch the movie. Let's this <laughs> watch the show. Watch us. And then we can talk about the movie afterwards. Okay, deal. It's ready Maybe for at the end of the talk. season we can do like we could compare and contrast the two. There That's you a good go. Idea. Okay, just looking ahead. But speaking of looking ahead, ironically, so but, um, uh, <laughs> you see what I did there. Um, this we start off the episode in present time, and we get introduced to Rainy, the main character. She is just introducing to us to. Her life and her thoughts about her father. She sees him in obviously a very negative light. Um, she looks. She sees him as a, kind of like a traitor, a dirty cop. And we find out that he was an undercover uh, New York detective, pretty or a cop detective, as she is. And I thought it was kind of weird that if she you know, was kind of hating on her dad so bad, she basically followed in his footsteps. Definitely. I mean, like, okay, so if you didn't want to be like your dad, why are you going to law enforcement? I mean, you didn't want to be a nurse like your mom. Yeah. But I guess maybe that's something we come to learn when she starts comparing, you know, her new life, I guess, Mm -hmm. compared to her old memories or, you know, vice versa. It's kind of hard to get the words out for that one. But definitely, I think that's something that should be explored because it doesn't make sense right now. Right. Well, what I think is that she wants to clear the family name because there was such a bad rap after after the you know after her dad died she even mentions in the episode where she says you know like literally you know there's headlines about my dad being a dirty cop the day after he's died, after he was killed um i feel like she decided to go down that path um one because she was probably you know she was that's probably what she wanted to do anyway, but it's just like, okay, now I really do have to do this because I've got to clear the family name. Like, I've got to, you know, restore some honor to our name since my dad jacked it all up, which is, you know, another part of why she has such resentment towards him. Exactly. That's what I think. I may be wrong. <laughs> no, I definitely agree with you. And, I mean, as we saw w- within the flashback, she admired her dad. She called, she even went to say that he was his best, he was her best friend. He was her hero. That's exactly how she explained it. So, I mean, it's kind of weird that she fell into fell into all those headlines and kind of agreed with everybody else and didn't really explore until this point in time. But... I mean, I'm kind of glad she did. I have the feeling that maybe she didn't fully buy into the that original story that mm-hmm. her dad, you know, was a dirty cop. When you see the little things like she hides the fact that she gets the birthday presents in the coffee can yeah. with the American flag sticking out in the dirt. So I think maybe there was a little bit of denial there. And maybe that's what allowed her to put it aside and become a cop herself. But right. 
like you said, I think we need to see it. And certainly, I like your, your theory. I think that makes a lot of sense when you look at what we have so far. Exactly. And her perspective could could be totally crazy because she's in she's working in this atmosphere every single day among people that works with her father who are trying to tell her like that he was a dirty cop and when that wasn't even necessarily true so it's it's her birthday and she's her all of her family and her friends are together and her well not fiance but we find out he was it's going to be her fiance um, comes across this radio, this ham radio. Right. And he mm-hmm. is doing everything to get it up and working again. And she got kind of upset. She didn't want it to start working because it was her father's and it brought her back to a time where, you know, she wasn't, wasn't happy. about. Yeah, she wasn't happy about. And I don't blame her. It's her birthday. Like, she, why would you want to go there? Right. I mean, I, I'm probably be thinking if i'm her okay well why are you and my best friend playing einstein tinkering with this radio don't you have something you want to give me <laughs> that's so <laughs> like true I like can... it's my birthday it's like know. hey are you forgetting some <laughs> maybe that's why she was angry uh, well but, basically um... she should have just you know put on uh beyonce on the on the radio <laughs> while they're still setting up and everything put a ring on it and oh, maybe he'd have got it all single he would have got the hint <laughs> right you know but instead we we went a completely different direction. I mean, I, I'd be a little angry, too, if I was going to be expecting a nice gift like that. Don't you think, Mom? But, you know, at the same time, <laughs> granted, yeah, she did prematurely find you know find out that he was he's planning to propose. You can't rush that. Like, you know, just because you found That's it on true. Monday doesn't mean he's ready to... Drop the drop, you know, drop drop on one knee on Monday. You but know, it was he her might. Birthday. It yeah. was, but you know, he may not want to do it on her birthday. <laughs> he may he may want to do it on Friday. Maybe her birthday was on a Tuesday. Maybe he's like Friday. Oh Maybe goodness. he has some plans for Friday. Well, and she didn't even meet his parents yet, which I thought was kind of weird. Like you're already getting married and you don't. But maybe his parents live out of the state. Fam? Yeah, but maybe the so. fam's out of state though. So what? <laughs> it could have flew, like, could have flew them in a or something. Road trip. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so the radio gets to working, and she uh, she gives it a chance, and uh, I it's mean, a, <laughs> she, uh, it was like, a little weird. right? It was weird. I feel like I wouldn't have given in that quickly. But of course, for, as we said, for the sake of the show, everything's moving so fast. I couldn't even believe that all that happened within the first before the first commercial break you know what i mean and so they they start talking baseball what were you gonna say i was just gonna say because up to that point essentially we have like uh, i'm gonna call a little bit of inception because we know that she's already gone back 70 present day Mm -hmm. she's talking to daniel about i just talked to my dad on the radio then we already go back 72 hours then the birthday, she's talking on the radio, and then we go back again to 1996 yeah. when Frank is talking. So we have, that's three jumps, essentially, that the viewer has to keep track right. of. So, like you said, that is a lot to, you know, for the first time out, and you're still saying, like, wait, what's her mom's name? I, yeah. I don't think she, she maybe only said Daniel's name once going into that. So I think that's where maybe a lot, ah, a lot of that confusion came in. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, for us, we're sitting here taking notes, but n- not everybody's sitting in their living room with a notepad, you know? So lucky for you, we have it all written down. Yeah. Um, so she starts talking to this man, and they're talking baseball, right? And he, sh- he's making predictions, but she's 
like laying down the facts right there. And the first thing I'm thinking, I was like, go go play the lottery or something. <laughs> like I was like, use this to your advantage. You could turn this all around. Like, what are you doing? Why do you why are you still why are you still sitting there, right? And so she I predicts the World Series, <laughs> like play by play, and he he's like doubting her because wouldn't you i mean think of his perspective at that time would you ever believe in something like that yeah oh no definitely definitely so it made a lot of sense while he was just like okay who is this and you know he was skeptical and then as as she started to you know divulge more personal details he just went like who is this what what is this game oh you trying to hurt me and he just got real real just hardcore on her so it, it makes True. sense because you know you the, the 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 first thing that comes to your mind when you're in a situation like this is not like oh maybe I'm talking to someone from the future right yeah, it's like who's that? messing with me like right you know. prank caller prank caller exactly right. I guess maybe another important question to ask who did he think he was talking to just some maybe. random person some on, the, on the radio yeah. yeah. I mean, just he like wasn't sports. with his wife, apparently. So, well, he that's true. We knew that he left his family behind for, true. yeah. Well, he but he, cut, but he went job. undercover, yeah. So, right. I guess that's something to think about. I thought it's like, was he trying to, like, I don't know. How, I don't. I don't want to say we were that far behind back in the nineties, but then again, I don't remember it. Like, was he trying to talk to HQ? You know, like, is this how he kind of checked in? Maybe because yeah. we didn't know yet when he first made that call. You know what I right. mean? So I thought that's maybe what it was. Oh, that's interesting to kind of think about. Like you know, like he did. He think he was talking to another cop, right. and you know, this was their secure channel. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, he used. We found out that he they had been using it together, him yeah. and uh, Ramy, to contact astronauts. Yes, and he he said, you know, if you do this the right way, could, we could really talk to some people. So maybe it was just a hobby. I mean, he didn't. He was undercover. He had no friends or no family. His only hope was this radio that he could maybe make a friend or talk to some strangers. You know, true. So they started talking baseball, and obviously they're both skeptical because who wouldn't be? It's just such a bizarre situation. But then he drops his cigar on the box, and in real time for her, it's it's burning. Like, she's watching it burn. So I guess they're just living in, like, in parallel times. Or how, right. how would you even explain yeah. that? Right, no, that's exactly what it was, is, is you know, if, if you think of, you know, uh, her present day as a straight line, um, a straight timeline, and she's going down that timeline, then you have 1996, which is also a straight line. They're pretty much running parallel, right. and, and everything is happening, you know, if it's 953 there, it's 953 in 1996. Okay. So if you think of it like that as, two, you know, there, there, are two, there are two timelines going the same path at the same time, then it, I think it kind of makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's exactly what it was. Like you said, same time, you know, real time as he's burning the, you know, burning the top of the radio, she's seeing it burn. So, yeah. It's kind of hard to like grasp like the whole concept of how the time is working. This, this makes, is why like, you gotta pay attention, girl. Say, I it's know. what makes things like, you know, any time travel movie and, you know, TV show, whatever, so freaking like. You know, it can give you a headache because it's exactly. like, okay, so if that happens, then what happened here? Like, Back to the Future 2, if you saw it, okay, why can't they just go to the future? Because it's different now, so that's yeah. why they have to go back. Well, and that's it's when you same. start getting into parallel universes and dimensions yes. and, yeah. and, and, like, and timelines. and space movie. What's that space movie that came out not too long ago? Is it Gravity? Uh, when yes. he's watching 
like what's happening from a different i don't know see like this is all messing me up but i kept thinking of back to the future how every single like every single decision you make contributes to like who you are who you become like things that you don't even realize right things you right things that you don't even take into consideration just the fact that you made a change affects something completely unrelated to you Exactly. And then we're probably going to see more of that manipulation. Let's say, you know, Ray, for whatever reason, Raimi ends up with a new cut in mm-hmm. the past, uh, present day. She's going to have it in the future. Maybe that's another way to communicate. You don't know. But mm-hmm. I think now that we see that happen with the box, that option is also on the table. And that's what I kept thinking, because just because I have the Back to the Future knowledge in me, she, once they became comfortable with each other and they kind of under, they understood what exactly it was that they were dealing with she was so quick to give up the details and in my head i was thinking wait you're real you can't just give it all up like that you're gonna i said out loud i was like she's gonna try to stop him from getting killed and then i was thinking like all the things that would change just from her communicating that to him right but then that's one of those things too that i think in the heat of the moment you have the ability to do something to reverse you know, reverse something in the past, if it was your friend or a loved one, would you do it? Like, that was exactly. my, that was a question I wrote down. Like, would you do it without even really taking into consideration all the things that are going to happen? Would you be okay? Like, oh, my friend just got shot yesterday. And then now I have the ability to, you know, change the, the you know, the outcome of what happened the day before. Would you do it? Or would you say, no, I can't. Because I don't know <laughs> what I might change. Exactly. There might be dinosaurs again. Okay, like, Doc Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, I don't know. That's a tough decision, no, and, and I thought the point. same thing too. I was just, I was just thinking like, okay, like no, don't tell him because we already know. We know better because we've already seen all these movies. But we got to remember, yeah. they've never TV dealt with logic. anything like this, and they've never seen anything yeah. like this before or experienced that. So they're just like, no, no, don't go in that room. Exactly. It's true. It's but I was of that too. Yeah. Like, for if think of put yourself in her shoes. First of all, all for all of this to be happening to you at once, that's you're not thinking with a clear head. You're you're yeah. talking to your father in the past through a radio who is supposed to be dead. Like, of course you're going to be so overwhelmed. And why wouldn't you want your father back? Like, she obviously adored him. She obviously loved him, and she had the chance to, you know create a life with him for herself and i would have done the same thing i think you know it's very important that you know with a show like this you have to kind of suspend your disbelief for the yeah. sake of enjoying it exactly. you know that's why so definitely if we're definitely. really gonna get that into it no i wouldn't go anywhere near a time machine <laughs> I, would, I would end up gone see like, i'm a risk taker i you give me the ability to t- travel back in time i'm taking it what if you end up gone I mean, right. I mean, true. I mean, it could happen, but I'm willing to take that risk at the opportunity of being able to travel back in time or 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 modify things that might be in my advantage into my, you know, in your advantage. That's exactly what went wrong in Back to the Future. (laughs) Every single experience you have contributes to the person you become and you would just 
You could be. But what if I'm a a better, better version of myself, which is probably really hard, but who knows? (laughs) I can go from version 5.0 to version 20. What if you give up all the people in your life that you've met that honestly you love and they love you and you never can have them again in exchange for all these material things? You you know what? I didn't even say anything about material things. I just said changing time, like just to make things better. I mean, no, not at all. I may not. I may want to be broke. You know, but yeah, okay. you know, but I may want to have more knowledge. Either way, um, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> something that I, I wouldn't have done. Um, as I'm watching, I'm just like, no, what are you doing? But I, I again, I understand why she did it. Um, and then we get to see, you know, after she she tells him like, you know, hey, don't go here. Watch out for this. We get to see how everything is going to un- everything unfolds, and it. It definitely changes up a lot of stuff that we thought we knew with, you know, dirty cops and who's really dirty versus who wasn't and and whatnot. So Yeah. Well, first of all, she drops all this knowledge on him and I was not happy with his reaction. He basically said like, I'm just going to leave it as it is. There's no way I could just show up to your doorstep and change your whole entire life. You're in a good place right now and I could affect that by you know, by just rolling up on you. But did your heart kind of break a little when he was like, oh, we're going to be cops together? Like, we're going to be side by side? And she's just like, you're dead. You know, she said it so... uh, I I think I will say this. I get what you're trying to get at. Yeah. I just don't know if because the story was moving along so quickly at that point that I felt that invested for my heart to break when she said it. (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, what's his name? Uh, Riley Smith is Frank. I think he did a great job. So did Peyton List as Raimi. Mm -hmm. But I just, it's moving along so fast that I wasn't like, oh, you're not going to have that relationship yet. Because it's just moving so fast. But I get what you're saying. It it was just a moment. Because he was getting so excited and he was so proud of her. And then she just crushed. Yeah, she shut it down real quick. And then at at the end of that, he just said, yeah, I'm, you know, like I'm. I'm going to leave, like you said, I'm going to leave things as is. I'm going to go with the plan. I'm going to, I'm going through with the sting. Right. And then we find out later that it wasn't even really a sting. Right. He thought it was a sting, but for everybody else, they already were in on it that it was a setup. Uh, You know, and that's when she goes to, uh, Satch. That's when she goes to Satch and she, you know, she starts asking questions and she wants names, you know, like she's. She's snapping necks and cashing checks, and she uh, yeah. she wants to get some information on what's going on. So, I will say this. I think that's something that we haven't seen yet from Raimi, but I think they're kind of hinting at is that she's a really no-nonsense kind of girl. She's mm-hmm. certainly not happy just being told, you know, this is your deal, you be happy with it. No, I don't think she's that kind of character. I mean... And for the terms of the story, I'm going to just say it again. We were introduced to a lot, so maybe we didn't get as much of it. But mm-hmm. I think we're going to see more of what we saw with those interactions that, like, she's going to lay down the law. You oh, know, I believe it. Pun she's, intended. She's Yeah, she's a boss. She's, like, a young woman. She's a detective in New York City. She, I think she's got it going on. And she, I don't know, she seems to have her ducks in a row. I think she definitely is a no-nonsense type of character. I'm going to say it now. I already can't wait to see her shoot somebody. Oh my god. <laughs> I think it's going to be just bad. I just want to see is. her get down to the bottom of this because as she was asking him, 
I just kept thinking like, okay, it, it started to click like, you know what, this is an inside job and mm-hmm. this is why she's not able to get all the information that she wants. It's not all available. There's things missing from the investigation because this was an inside job. So there's a lot of cover up. Um, and again, you know, once she, you know, then she goes and she talks to one of the guys that was part of that you know, that sting operation. Right. Mm-hmm. And we find out that, yeah, he's covering up some stuff and that he had a whole dirty past. Exactly. And, and, you know, and he got to leave the force and nobody ever brought it up and it never came to light. And he, I mean, he had some serious charges, like, you know, rape. like, right. Rape, sex with a minor. Like he had some serious stuff going on. Um, you know, and we get to see her run back to the, to the, uh, to the ham. That's what I call it. Uh, you know, it was a ham radio. She runs back to the ham. She's trying to tell her, you know, trying to tell her dad, look, don't do this. Don't do that. But he's already at the sting, which we find out is a setup. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she's sitting there, you start seeing lights flickering and you're like, wait, what's happening? (laughs) And then, and you know, then, and then everything starts to dim and then, you know, he's he gets shot and then he's laying there and you're like, whoa. And she's like, OK, like I'm too late. I think my dad's dead. Well, no, and then that's we... when everything changes. Wait, but so yeah, is cause it... there were changes because I thought, OK, we find out he hit a gun ahead of time there. Yeah. And she finds he finds out, OK, that guy who is chasing me is the guy who's gets killed with me and then there's that I think shift. it kind of clicked it kind of yeah. clicked for him when he was in the car and they were driving to the sting because he was like oh we're supposed to what was the little J little J yeah. or yes. something we're supposed to be meeting him here and it's he's like going through everything that she was telling him and it's all aligning and he's kind of like damn like it really this is really how I'm about to go out like it's about to happen like yeah. this and is the ham like the frequency of it it was dimming when he was dying. Like, is it supposed to be lining up? Like, I'm wondering if he was dead, would it still be working or still exist? To be honest, I thought that was maybe just done for dramatic effect. Oh, I'm thinking. Oh it's like no, so see, serious. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that there's some kind of a there's some kind of a metaphysical connection. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds right. really good. So just go with it. Right. Um, but I, I feel like as things are changing. Since that's the one medium that connects those two parallel timelines, as things change with those, you know, whether it's going to be with her or with him, I think we're always going to see some kind of a... um, some kind of a reaction from right. that radio. Like it's going to, you know, things are going to flicker, shake, yes. vibrate, something along those lines. So... Granted, it, I don't think that it would completely go dead if he were to die, but I definitely think that as things change, and there's what I like to, what I'm going to call for this whole season is a shift, because every time something happens, there's a shift. Everything changes. Um, I feel like we're going to see some kind of a uh, of a ripple effect, a ripple effect, or something that we're going to see some kind of you know. I don't even know what the word is, but we're going to see changes in the box. There's going to be things that happen in that box. Yeah. Right. And just to, I want to go back to a point really quickly, because I know it will be important to what, like our future conversation about it. But when she's meeting the cop, his name's Satch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get introduced to also uh, Moreno, who's the mm-hmm. person that is running the sting. And he seems to be, like, the holder of all the information about this entire sting. And it seemed to me, tell me if you guys agree with, with me in this, that um, the cop that we found out that 
you know, had charges against him, rape and sex with a minor, whatever. Uh, he, his loyalty was Moreno because he had, like, blackmail on him. So he was forced to go along with this idea that Raimi's dad was a dirty cop and everything was his fault because his butt was on the line and Moreno made sure he knew that. You know what I mean? Right. They oh, breezed yeah. over a lot. But, yeah, I think definitely that's the crux of it. Um exactly why like what maybe hole did moreno have over him because mm-hmm. it didn't seem like in the past 1996 he was necessarily like good with it like right. hey let's do it but certainly there's some points that have to be filled in but that's the you know exactly. well yeah and one of story. them is we we want to find out why does moreno want um why does moreno want yeah. frank killed in the first place like yeah. what is frank doing that's uh you know that's that's, you know, kind of blocking whatever Moreno's master plan is. Yeah. Um, not only that, but, I mean, there's even a scene where after he puts the, I guess you could call it the hit, where he confirms that the setup is, you know, is, is oper- is, you know it's, it's a green light, it's a go. Mm-hmm. You know, you even see that other guy who I don't know what his name is. Um, he's like, man, this ain't right. What are we doing? Yeah, and that was him. And, exactly. So, you know, he knows it's not right, but like you said... Moreno is probably, you know, you know, he's got the puppet strings. Exactly. He's he's holding the puppet strings. He's got everything under his control. So it's like, look, I've got you because I know that you've got dirt and I'm going to be the one that's going to help you get out of it. Yeah. Um, and I think there's got to be some kind of, I, I'm assuming we might see that where Raimi has to be like, you know, is going to communicate to Frank what happened. And in the past, he's probably going to have to also address that exactly. on top of the new situation we had introduced in the mm-hmm. final scene. Well, they're going to they're definitely going to have to work together in order to navigate this this entire storyline yes. because he controls the past and she controls the present and they have yeah. to work together to make it in sync. And I will say this, I think the show is going to take a route to no matter what they do and you know, maybe the season finale, but they are not going to make it so that you know, Raimi's going to be able to do one thing or give her oh, exactly. give him one tip, and suddenly they're both in the future. We got to make this last. We yeah. Oh well, yeah, they're going to have to stay separate. I wouldn't be surprised at the season finale. Maybe they mess with it a bit, yeah. but I think for most of season one, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I totally agree. I oh, go ahead. No, go for okay, it. Okay, so I was going to say I, I'm 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 pretty sure that we're going to see how they're going to literally sit and just play around with and tweak all the different ways that they're going to make things shift when they make changes. Um, yeah, because even even after she, you know, after her dad survives that, you know, that assassination attempt, mm-hmm. um, or at least that's what the news calls it, mm-hmm. um, you know, we see all these memories start flashing, you know, flashing to, you know, flashing in her, you know, in her mind that, you know, it's like the past is catching up. And, and, you know, and then she starts to see where, you know, um, her dad's congratulating her as she's, you know, as she's, you know, uh, graduated the the police academy and she's become, you know, joined the force. Um, But then you also see where, you know, present day, even though she's having all these flashes, all these memories are are playing catch up because now everything's changed. You also see where she goes in to talk to Satch. And you know, um, or or no, she talks to her brother. No, she Was talks her brother, to her friend, her, her friend. best friend, talks Gordo, to her friend Gordo. The guy the right there, hair. you go. Her, I'm sorry, her bestie. She talks to the bestie, <laughs> and 
he says something and she's like, oh, yeah, my, you know, can't you see everything's different? And then he says, you know, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then she mentions something about her dad. And then he's like, yeah, but your dad died in that accident. So then we oh, see, so. OK, well, what? Like her he dad's dead. Anyway. He mm-hmm. dies anyway. So, you know, yeah, he you saved him from being murdered, but he still dies. And then we see where there's another shift where she's visiting her dad in the hospital right after that act, uh, right after the, you know, the assassination attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we know that the Nightingale murderer, do we even talk about him yet? We haven't no, yet. We we're haven't. failing. We're going, we're so there's a, a there's a serial killer in 96 just running rampant, and he's the Nightingale killer. And we see that he targets nurses, and his whole thing is, is like, you know, leaving rosaries after he kills them. Mm-hmm. So we see that he's in the hospital, and... We know from earlier in where they mentioned, you know, they find, you know, finding the remains of a nurse that was a friend of her mom's mm-hmm. um, who was, you know, who had gone missing. And then that now they realize that she was a victim of the Nightingale killer. So then you flash forward to where she's visiting her dad as the mini Ramey. She's visiting her dad. They're getting ready to leave. And then her mom offers to take up some take some some boxes of medicine or something up to another level as they're getting ready to leave and and but then it, clearly that's the shift yeah. though. that's the change right that's part of the, the shift because the nurse the nurse the goes in there to, right and yeah. then she's and then she disappears and now we yeah. see towards the end that her mom is now the new target well yes. let's let's break it down like this so we have to understand all the all the events that contribute to this exact shift Mm -hmm. so because because her dad didn't die he ended up in the hospital yes because he was in the hospital Ramy and her mother came to visit him yes because they became because they went to visit him she came across her co-worker and they had a conversation now her co-worker in the original past had to take whatever that was and to deliver it. Box. Right. And yes. deliver it to Are you guys paying floor. attention out there? Because Olivia's dropping we're, knowledge we're bombs right now. Yeah. So because they had that conversation, she handed she her the mother offered to take the boxes instead. And that and as we saw it, the boxes lit up and that was the exact shift that changed the entire future. Yes. So what was meant to happen and what we thought happened was you know that killer was in the elevator with the the woman, the other nurse, yes. and killed her. But because Ramy is with her mom in the elevator, and the killer now, yes. she, unfortunately, she's the one that catches the wrath of the Nightingale murderer. Yes, very sinister. I, you know, we can't. So scary. It, there was so much going on, but honestly, just on the periphery, mm-hmm. that was a very shady character. And kind of just had that predatory element, oh, and I was super like, weird. I really, really. Now that we have this out of the way, I really want to see just like the depth of that because I think that's what's gonna be the hook in this show. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, think the logic you have to put through to see this changes, so that changes in the future. That's great, but I think having that real threat on both sides, burn that candle from both ends, I think that's what's going to bring us back every week. Exactly. Okay, real quick. On top of the fact that, you know, we do the after show, we're going to be here anyway. (laughs) We're here anyway. I got to call a timeout. (laughs) Okay. We got a new word alert. Okay. Did you say periphery? Periphery. He. We got a new word alert. What is okay. periphery? That, so where something's not center stage, but it's kind of off to the side. To your peripheral? Just a little like aware of it. Yes. Right. But hey, see, you said periphery, say, so I'm going to rock with it. Let me That's say the new word of the day. day. You know where, you know, 
She don't want to check out that one girl, but she knows she's right over there. <laughs> she in your periphery. Exactly. <laughs> I know I'll see you in my I periphery, girl. I know you'll I'll get see it. you, girl. Oh, periphery. You so hey, Word of the day. Don't Hashtag like it. Do periphery. Oh, At the gym, you know. <laughs> in the periphery. <laughs> But that's that's exactly that, and I'm definitely excited to see how the Nightingale Killer um, unveils because yeah. now the her dad is alive and he's a police officer. His ex wife just got killed by a serial killer. Obviously, this is like this is going to come together. Yes. He's going to be involved in this in in this investigation somehow. So well, remember too, you know, uh, when she goes back to the ham. <laughs> um and she ends up talking to her sandwich <laughs> <laughs> and she's talking to her younger self and then she ends up telling you know she's like oh you know where's your dad you know i'm a friend of your dad's and she's oh he's in the hospital and she says okay well tell him he needs to get back to the radio because you know his friend needs to give him some information or mm-hmm. his friend needs to talk to him and the next you know next scene is you know the little girl bringing the radio into the hospital mm-hmm. so it's about to get real it's about to go down um, father and daughter are about to break this case wide open. Yes. I mean, I agree. Exactly that. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they have to, they have no other choice. They need to work together to make this happen. But I think it's so, I think it's awesome that she's like hooking her past self up and her, her little eight year old self is playing a huge role in this because she has to physically deliver the radio in order for the communication to happen. And stuff is happening quick. Like that, her mother being murdered, that happens the same night that her father almost got murdered. Well, they said, yeah, 11 weeks from the time that that happened. But I think more interesting is that in the present day, the Nightingale murderer hasn't been active for 20 years. Mm-hmm. But yes. in the new reality, he's, you know, been he's going set a strong. stage scaring New York City. You know, his big poster's right up there in the middle yeah, of the He's still hanging true. out in people's periphery. So I'm, <laughs> I'm interested to see what it is that what it is that they changed that triggered him to still yeah. be around in the present time. Definitely. Maybe Frank, you know, he's... You don't know. I think we're going to get into that, you know. Prediction time, maybe? Yeah, I think I think that's a cue for some predictions. Uh-oh. Oh, my goodness. Now, after Buzz TV. Predictions. <laughs> All right, guys. Lay it on me. What are you thinking? I know you got one. Go for yeah, it, Yeah, we homie. already know. <laughs> well, hold Did on. Did you I... use them all up? <laughs> hold on. No, no. I just had to check my periphery, bro. I was worried. I was worried the Nightingale Killer might have snuck in here. Um, I mean, it's just going to get better because, uh, you know, we watched and we thought, oh, my goodness, they're jumping the shark. They're giving us everything. Well, actually, no, they're not. Um, It's just going to keep changing. We're going to get a lot out of this season, I think, just just from the simple fact that they're going to constantly keep trying to modify. And for every one problem that they try and fix that they that they messed up from the first time shift that they try and fix is going to cause another problem Mm -hmm. so we're going to get a lot of different timeline changes um and you know all while the nightingale killer is just running rampant through the city um and then you know all the while while she's digging up things present day that's going to get people you know kind of coming down on her as well so it's just it's it's about to get hot in her definitely i can't wait to see whatever showdown that Raimi has with the nightingale murderer because you know that she's not gonna back down 
This is a formidable force, so that's going to be epic. I really want to see some storylines. Some happens to the box. Maybe it breaks for a while. Mm-hmm. Someone steals it. So you know, whatever happens. But I think they're probably going to explore that a bit. And um, yeah, I think how do you keep Frank relevant? You know, in a way, because it can't just be you got to protect mom. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something more to that. So I think you know what happens there. That's going to be interesting too. Exactly. I mean, this whole entire thing is just a domino effect. One thing makes another thing happen, makes another thing happen. But I like what you brought up about the box because the the box is the key. Mm-hmm. It's like the com- the communication between the past and present. So, God forbid, everything mm-hmm. ever happens to this box, whether it breaks, it's misplaced, it's stolen, someone figures out the power that it has. What kind of effect could it it's have? Gonna on be the trouble, right now, trouble. That, that nerdy guy Gordo is going to have to fix it again by the time <laughs> this season's over. Exactly, and not to mention, um, you know, Daniel played a part in yeah. this box being active too, and now we find out that he's not even part of yeah. her present life anymore. Which means he also doesn't know the box's secret that Raimi's told him in the old timeline. See, this is so confusing to me. We need to, like, write up a chart or something. We need to, like, watch an after show that breaks Now, all this for down. anybody that's <laughs> watching, if you guys are feeling froggy, by all means, let's get that timeline chart cracking. Yes. Send it to us. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. We do like pictures. We do like DMs. And we do like mentions. <laughs> exactly. We do. Well, do you guys have any final thoughts or you want to wrap it up? I mean, I'm good. I think for the first episode, we got introduced to a lot. But I think episode two, now that we're kind of settled in, I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be even more fun. So I think that's where we're really going to take off with the pacing and be used to it. Exactly. And stick with us because you know what? We are just getting settled in just like the show is getting settled in. And it's just going to get bigger and better and just more funkier and just Check your periphery. You don't know why? Because you never know. We might be behind you, or the Nightingale Killer might be behind you. Hey, and if you're watching at home, take a sip every time he says periphery. <laughs> periphery. Because <laughs> that's the word of the night. Exactly. Yeah. All right. As he said, we love comments and we love mentions. So if you guys have any ideas about what we brought up or what could be happening in the next episode, please let us know. And we'll bring it up on our next after show. So thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. As I said, I'm your lead host, Olivia Gabri, and you can find me at the real underscore O underscore G. Hey, guys, you can find me on Twitter all the time, Double G on TV. Check out my interview with Abby Scott, singer-songwriter. Yo, and you already know, Chaos J, K-A-A-O-S-J. You can also hit me on Instagram, <laughs> Chaos underscore Oceans 31. All right, thank you, guys. Tune in for next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! later.